Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by my co-host, Master Distiller Sean Rigsby. Um, you know, we're grateful enough and honored enough today to be joined by uh, – man, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> – Introduce yourself for us, Tom, from Cherry Bounce episode. <laughs> yeah, I was a uh, contestant on season two, Master Distiller. Um, I was season two's first loser. <laughs> uh, I was with Richard on the Cherry Bounce episode. Awesome. I don't consider you a loser. I've had both of them. Okay. <laughs> and, and for anybody Thank listening, you. I appreciate uh, that compliment. The uh, the 180 proof gin that me and uh, Sean have tried and talked about in past shows. Uh, the guest of honor is the one who made that, that amazing gin. And I do. That's I, uh, that's what I'm having this evening. Well, that brings us to what's in your glass. What are you drinking on? Uh, that, exactly that. That 180 proof gin with the uh, lemonade and a little bit of ice. And I do have my uh, first weeded bourbon that I've ever done. I've got a sample of that that I'm going to take my COVID shots here later. <laughs> hey, so, uh, two shots a day keep the doctor away. So. Yeah, I take a couple a week anyway, whether you need them or not. Hey, better to have them and not need them, you know. Yes, sir. So what are you drinking on there, uh, Big Easy? I got some uh, Tuck and Red's Peach. Okay. Tuck and Red Distillery. I yep. was too lazy. Tuck and Red, love those guys. Else, so. Got a chance to hang out with them last year at the Hill Climb. Hell yeah. In Oregonia, they do a, uh, yeah, they do a Hill Climb in Oregonia. It's uh, Devil's Staircase. Pretty yep. cool event. Been going there a long time. Last year, got the opportunity to kind of hang out in a booth with uh, Doug and Tuck and Red, and man, we had a good time. Them boys are—they'll uh, keep you laughing. I'll say that about Tuck and Red; they will keep you laughing. I, I got to meet Tuck. I haven't yep. got to meet Red yet, so I'm—I'm I'm I'm excited to meet him later on down the line. I, I know I'm going to meet him. So, yeah. So while we're on the subject, Tom, of Tuck and Red, so Red text or he texted me not too long ago. He's like, man, I'm having an issue with my uh, vodka because he was running it through at that uh, copper still he's got. He was running it and then mm -hmm. running it, you know. And uh, right, I said, well, I got something that might help you out. So I loaned him my tower <laughs> to see if they can get it lined <laughs> out for the customer they got. The, the plate so, and, uh, right? and shotgun and. And yeah. uh, I, I loaned him a barrel. I loaned him a fifty-gallon drum with a four-inch barrel on it. I'm like, here you go, man. Whatever y'all need, I hope you get it right. <laughs> yeah, because I guess was... they got one customer that that's just not. They say it tastes just too much like uh, what is it, tequila? Yeah, it tastes too right? much like Tito's. Right, uh, right. Oh, they got a pot. That's going to depend. They're probably using their grain bill, though, right? Their grain bill. He said that. Uh, they had changed it up from the grain to, uh, I don't want to say just what it is over line, but. Um, right, right. We all we all think it's this, uh, his still is seasoned. You know, it's got, it's picked up flavors. And, and so he's pulling some of his agave. He runs through the same still into his okay. vodka. So, yeah, I think they wanted to try some different plates and stainless. Yeah. And he said they were, uh, he was thinking that they were tasting the copper. Whatever that, um, 
Yeah, but I'm guessing that's what he was talking about is maybe the seasoning. Yeah, well, not seasoning, but you know what I mean. Yeah, because hell, he's had it for seven years. Right. Yeah, that leftover agave they're running through it now, and yeah, I think that's pulling but, into there. Right? Did he use the your tower? Yeah. Well, he did now. So. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so it, anybody's wondering, uh, we got three people from Ohio in here. So, um, where at in Ohio are you? Uh, are you at, Tom? Little, I'm in Middletown. It's about halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton. Yeah, you're about uh, about 30 minutes south of us. Well, at least me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm about I think about 45 minutes from Sean's place. Yep. Yeah, I think from where I'm at, uh, from me to the highway, yeah. I added another five minutes, so it's about 50 minutes yeah. total. It's not too bad. Yep. New Tom got him a new tower. Ooh. I got that's a, that's a nice inch. One. I got a big. I got a whopper. Have you used it yet? <laughs> I have not. I have not. Um, <laughs> still making some adjustments. I'm. I don't think I'm going to use the crossover and condenser that comes with it. I think I'm wanting to use the cap that came on my Kevin Gordon pot. The, it's got the popcorn cap on it, yeah. and I think I want to put that on top of the tower and then plumb new from there. And uh, when I get with Rick, then I'll plumb from there over to the to my new jar setup, and then I, man, it it'll be the ultimate setup for me. Um, that'll probably be the as big and as elaborate as I'll go. Well, make sure you send Sean pictures so I can see it. <laughs> I always enjoy these. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of elaborate for a indoor, you know, for a home setup, but. Man, that's what I do. It's a hobby. So, I mean, I, that's I, what I choose to spend my money on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no different than uh, the guy that goes out in his garage and works on his, his old-time muscle car every weekend and puts all his money. That's his hobby. You know, we all got our own hobbies, and that's something we enjoy to right. do. And, and, you know, uh, the old lady enjoys us for us, us to have hobbies because she don't have to look at us so much. <laughs> if she's happy we're happy so there we go right i get uh, it so how long you been shining tom at what age did you Man, start i what, started what age, uh, you fall in love with it well um i found out in 93 that my grandfather was a convicted felon and i found that and it was for a moonshining conviction from 1947 and uh, that was the first inkling that I had of any kind of family history towards the moonshine and into things. And, um, and that was when he got a presidential pardon from the first George Bush president and uh, did that on his own. Um, just always wanted to, you know, clear his name, so to speak. And uh, so he filled out all the paperwork and, you know, he figured that, you know, he saw in the paper that, they would give pardons to just the average man. So he thought he'd see if he could do it. And sure enough, they picked him and gave him a presidential pardon for his moonshine felony. And, uh, man, that was a really, cause I never knew moonshine or papaw. I knew never missed a church service, papaw. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, you know, that, that really kind of just had, you know, obviously made some questions for me and, uh, and then on the other side of my family, my dad's my great grandfather, my dad's grandpa. Um, 
man, he was, he was something else. He was uh, multi-state and when he'd get in trouble, he'd just pack up and go three, 400 miles and set up shop and do it all over again. So um, there's several, we, we have several newspaper articles from him from as early as 1906 to 1930. He was, uh, he was a wanted individual most all over the country. So that's uh, cool. My favorite newspaper article with him was where they actually captured him and at the still site and had him in custody. And while they were taking him to jail, he jumped out of the car and it said uh, officers fired several shots as he escaped across the field. <laughs> so, um, and when you when you find that that's where you kind of come from, then you know. Hey, what's my name, Skip? They kind of, I got left out. And I'm sure I got left out because they wanted better for us. You know, they, oh, they didn't yeah. want us to do the things that they were doing. So, yeah. uh, but like any kid, you know, what do you do? You know, hey, this is, this is cool. <laughs> so let's see, let's see where it goes. And uh, I never got to have the moonshining conversation with my papa but had several with my grandmother and you know she was there for the day that the and uh told me the story that they told her that she needed to just shut her mouth and go over there and be quiet so she went over and sat on his other mash barrel so in her pentecost and uh always wore the long dress so she pulled her dress down around the other mash barrel and kept the revenuers from finding the other barrel that he had at the house so and you hear them kind of stories and you know it's it's pretty much a slam dunk from there let's let's see what we can do so you hear about your your family you know your your forefathers before you and it just you know it it makes you feel a special type of way and it it brings it brings it out in you a little more you know because you know you've got that to fall back on or All right, we got a little lag problem going on. We'll just keep going on. Tom will come back in just a second. So, right. you know, we ain't going to edit none of this out. This is just how it is. So, um, you know, like you said, Tom was on the uh, Cherry Bounce episode. And see, he was, was he first off or did? No, no. No. It was, uh, I don't remember who, him, Richard, and somebody else, but. He came in uh, second, right? What the? Yeah. Hey, there you are. What's happening, Tom? Can you hear me now? Hold on, give me just a second. Yes, sir. There we go. All right, we're good to go. I don't know. I was was bumping my gums, and all of a sudden it said something (laughs) went wrong. I I wish that happened more often when Sean's talking. (laughs) (laughs) The trouble is not in your set. (laughs) <laughs> we got to figure it out we're all good we're all good so. i'm drinking bush light by the way the apple what are you gonna do when they run out sorry man? do you got like I a you got a barn full did, did you like buy everything out from costco no i'm looking for it though on bush light apple you Sam, know he sam's club by the power <laughs> yeah. And I'm also drinking this, Phil Billy's Smurfberry Moonshine. Uh, what did you say it was made with? Um, uh, thistle honey, 
uh, we had a lady from up in northern Ohio bring a five-gallon bucket of thistle honey down from her bees, and he took that and mixed it with three different types of berries. Um, and and to be clear, he made this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and he, uh, he ran a jar set up, you know. Did he? Yeah. What proof yeah. is this, do you know? Probably 80 or 100. You know how it is. Probably 80. <laughs> I want to hear it out of, out of your mouth. <laughs> no pun. It's probably 80, man. We know. It might, it might be 100. So, uh, Hey, look. Rick's here. Hey, uh, Tom. Um, have you got your Tennessee Thumper yet? No. I talked to Rick at the jam, and um, I should be on the table before you know it. But that was like three months ago. <laughs> Hey, I'm patient. <laughs> Especially for something like Rick builds. It's, it's Man, definitely yeah. worth the wait. Yeah. So. Exactly. For sure. We just like giving him shit. It, so. I was talking to Rick earlier today, and he said he was building yours and, and someone else's. And I said, wait, are you talking about Tom that was on the show? He said, yeah. I'm like, huh, that's convenient because he's going to be on ours tonight. <laughs> he's like, don't be a fucking dickhead. <laughs> He, man, Come on, man. You know better than that. He knew damn well you was going to be a dickhead to him. It doesn't matter what he said. He's just going to ground you later. So, in case anybody doesn't know, Rick Gibson, Sean's dead. And if Sean, you want Sean to come out for the weekend, you have to get it okayed by Rick. He's got to get a kitchen pass. I will give you that. He does. <laughs> <laughs> So um, how how did you meet Sean? Did you guys you guys um, met through the show? Um, same season, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys, were down, you guys were down filming at the same time? Well, you were leaving, I think, the day after I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the second group, and uh, we were finishing up right as you were uh... – I think weren't you there though the night that we got back from? Uh, yep, that's from the finals. Liquor. Yeah, you guys, yep. you got to try the final jars. Yeah, I sure did. Yep, I, that's I, the important I, part. <laughs> it is, it is, and I definitely remember how I uh, liked each one. So they were. They looked they looked the same in the jar, but man, had two totally different flavors. Yeah. Yep. I agree. But you know, they they, they know what they're looking for, I guess. But right. I know which well, one I like and, better. And i I mean I, I didn't go to the show for a win or lose. I went or I went to the show to find out for myself if I was a legit distiller. You know, yeah. that's that's the main reason I went. Um, and I found out as much around the fire pit as I did on camera. You know, I enjoyed oh, yeah. my time on camera, but I enjoyed the time that I got to spend with the other people because that's one of the first times that I've ever actually got to sit and talk liquor with people publicly you know, that actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. So, yep. I mean, it, it was, you know, for me, I enjoyed the time that I got to spend with my fellow distillers. It was, it was an amazing time. Oh yeah. And you get to, you, just the people you meet 
and you learn their backgrounds and kind of see how, you know, everybody got to the same place. Learn how everybody got to that um, fire pit. To where they are, yeah. 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 And everybody yeah. progresses to different levels of satisfaction. And, uh-huh. you know, some, you know some, everybody's happy at a different place. And yeah. for me, it's – I don't know that I'll ever be happy. I'm always, you know, kind of pushing the edge of, you know, a new idea or – you know, hear about a new kind of fruit or, you know, something I've just never dealt with or, or done anything with before. That's the kind of stuff I enjoy doing. You know, the weird stuff that I have to create a mash bill for because there's no documentation that tells you, you know, how much, how many Lintner is, you know, yellow split peas or whatever, <laughs> you know, there's just, there, there's, you know, to me, it's you're unlimited, really, only limited by your creativity. Now, I've had some flops and things that I just didn't care for, but as far as making them do what they're supposed to do, if you process them right and do everything at the right temperatures, man, it really, it's going to yeah. happen. You know, I've had very few failures, really. I've had some disappointments, but very few failures. Yeah, well, you know, like that's the best part about trying something new. You know, when you go in to try something new and if you doesn't come out great, it's not a failure. You learned, you know, you learned what worked and what didn't work. So, you know, sometimes making those mistakes and failing and learning is way more important than succeeding because it will help you a lot more down the road when it comes to something different. So, you know, sometimes you have you have to fail to succeed. And a lot of a lot of new guys uh, should really learn that. Like you're not failing, man, you're learning. And it's it's part of the process. If you're not failing and learning, then you know well, you're probably done. <laughs> so. And another thing too, in my opinion, um, a lot of people, whether they're new or they've been doing it for years, they need to have the mindset that they can still learn. You know, there's a lot of people. Oh that's sure. Like, oh well. Yeah. Well, well, if this don't work, then uh, that's how it is. That's how it's going to be. Like, no, that's not. You, Things change. Man, there, there's more than one way to skip that. I'll say that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you what, what, what crawls me up is uh, it's it's my way or the highway. It's this way or it's no way. And it's like, it, it, it can't be like that. You can't have that mindset of it's your way and it's the only way. Like you said, man, there's a thousand ways to skin that cat. And in the end, hmm. we're all going to eat. So <laughs> we're all going to eat well, too. Well, so be open-minded. And, and, and I'm finding... If you're sneaky, I mean, not really sneaky, if you're clever about how you go about it, um, I'm discovering that you can create a lot of clone drinks. Um, man, I've, I've made bourbons that taste like bourbons and, you know, brandies that taste like brandies that started their life as a sugar wash. And, uh, you know, using the jars and being able to infuse flavors. And, I mean, I have... I've pulled off things where I can make a sugar wash almost indistinguishable to somebody that doesn't really know. Um, it's pretty easy um, to just create whatever you want. And, you know, depending on <laughs> what what you're looking for, you know, different levels of, you know, I love to do true fruit brandies if you can come on a, a good – batch of fruit but you know you can clone that just as easily 
Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and what you start with is it does is, is always what you're going to end up with. You know, it's like, well, I started out with this yeah. bill, but it tastes like this. And that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. We'll see. And, and a yeah, lot of times, too, you know, like, you know, you can use like apple brandy. Start with that. You know, if you don't like the end product of your apple brandy, well, hey, that'd be something nice to use in that and in, in uh, you know, apple pie or something, you know, or age it. Like yeah, Alan, um, year old apple especially brandy. if it, you know, apples have a tendency to kind of be bitter. I mean, if you get one and, and a lot of that's in the ferment, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of different yeast. I, I, I like to use EC1118 for fruits. Um, I've used turbos a lot. Um, a lot of people use regular daddy with, you know, added nutrients. They essentially made their own turbo. Um, you know, there's, and I've used bread yeast. I'm, you know, that's. Yep. I've even used the natural yeast that's on the fruit. I mean, it takes, seems like it takes forever that way. Um, <laughs> it isn't really an alcohol tolerant strain. But it's fun to do that way. So I have not done the one where they masticate the fruit in their mouth and, you know, make a you know, spit wine kind of thing um, and use, you know, human yeast. I've, I've never done that. It's, it's on the list, but I've never, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to drink spit wine either. But once you distill it, it'll be cool. Spit in this cup. Spit in this cup. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm making liquor yeast. <laughs> you're right yeah i mean it, it happens i mean there's you know there are it, and it's something good yeah. to know because you never know man you never know you know you never know when that's going to come into play and you're like man i'm stuck out out here on this island and i sure would like to get shit face drunk <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna spit on this rotten fruit man, <laughs> i tell you i'd love if i had to do another show i'd love to do the alone show on the history channel where they drop 10 people off and it's last man standing. Yeah. I got, if, if I ever get on that show, I've got one goal. That's to make a batch of liquor out of whatever I can find there. That to me, that would be a challenge that would, you would forever be cemented in alone history as the only liquor maker that's ever showed up to, you know, to do it. But I think that would be, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a fun build. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Like, like, oh, Tom tapped in six days. He was drunk for five of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Tom's my well, hero. I love it. That take guy. Me four, <laughs> it take me four or five days to get my berry mash together. <laughs> I make it happen. I believe on an episode of Naked and Afraid. Um, two oh them, yeah, especially one, if they're gonna let you, you know, if they're gonna let you sneak in some goodies. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. one girl she made liquor out of some rotten fruit and and her spit and you know they made some wine off of it and they got buzzed up out there in the middle of nowhere. So it's possible, man. You get drunk anywhere. Forget <laughs> so, toilet wine. Uh, You're damn right, man. If there's a will, there's a way. Speaking of uh, Big Easy, next time you come over, uh, I got something I want you to try. It's uh, that yellow split pea bourbon. Man, you had me. A, I got something to try. <laughs> I got a, I got a story to tell on that. Okay, the yellow that, split that, pea bourbon. I remember yeah. now. You told me you tried the split pea while you was down there. 
and it was completely different. It's it's set on the shelf for a couple of years, and uh, one of the only things I've had that you know has survived that long, just because I wasn't really a fan. Um, they're back to the story of it was a successful experiment, but kind of a disappointment. <laughs> um, but but two years later, Sean was it or was it not? It was a palatable. I mean, it was. I was amazed at what two years yeah. on the shelf has done for that. Yeah, I tried it, and I'm like, this is not as bad as what you were explaining it to be. Well, two years ago, it, it was, bro. Two years ago, it wonder. smelled like that sawdust that they, that they put on puke on the school bus. <laughs> In case anybody's wondering, um, you know, Sean got a plate tower with a D flag, and and you know he wanted some tips on learning how to run it, so he goes up and he sees Tom, and and um, that's when the the 180 gen came about, and he got to try the split pea. And so, what, Tom, you made some split pea a couple of years ago, and it it tastes like a tire fire. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, it it really it it took a couple of days after it started fermenting, and. Um, Come to find out, I'm guessing it was probably producing some butric acid, which is kind of that pukey, and it smelled like that sawdust that they put on puke on the school bus, you know, that pink hmm. sawdust crap. I know you know what that smells like. Everybody from back in the day should know what that's, yeah. And, <laughs> but, and then, like 25 years ago or something, I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. But you can remember that smell. Yeah. So we ran it off on the still, and, the, you know, man, it it smelled bad then, too. Get done. <laughs> I said, well, maybe we can age it. You know, maybe that'll help. So we put it on some cherry wood. So it's got a beautiful mahogany red color um, and uh, still smelled like woody sawdust that goes on puke on the school bus <laughs> so um then i decided to make a charcoal activated charcoal filter i welded a three foot two inch stainless steel pipe to the bottom of a two gallon stainless steel bucket and mm -hmm. put a half a dozen coffee filters around the bottom and filled it with activated charcoal that you clean Activated charcoal was so dirty. I had to rinse it like three or four times to get it clean enough to use. Took about five hours to charcoal filter it, and you couldn't get the nose of the sawdust anymore. So kind of problem solved. A lot of extra work, really, you know. Um, and I don't really know because split peas are kind of in the bean family, so they were like a five-hour all-day cook to get them to soften and I'm guessing it was something in that deal that um, made the butric acid happen in the ferment. Um, just one of them things, you know, it's part of the, you know, to me that's where the magic happens is that the mm -hmm. fermenter fellas. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, uh, if your ferment's happy, you're going to make great liquor. That's where and, your liquor's uh, made in the ferment, in my opinion. And and finding a good ferment and finding you know what you actually need to ferment is uh, that's the challenge. That's that's where the challenge lies. Yeah, if you, once you turn it into alcohol, it's it's it, 
it's simple after you after you ferment. You know, you ferment yeah. done and yeah. I mean, it, once you learn how to run the still, I yeah, mean, that's all, a process. You know, as long as you yeah. don't torch the ever loving crap out of it and take it easy, creep into running, you'll be all right on that end. It's you know, to me, my liquor got better whenever I learned how to do the ferments. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you know, <clears throat> start with. Well, but I will say, what a better product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, biggest change that I saw in the process is when I went to a jar setup. Um, kind of took my my liquor. I'd like to say it took it to a whole new place. You know, just being able to infuse flavors in on the run, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was be, being able to see the intensity of how it was running because you had the jars bubbling. Um, if maybe it allowed me to help slow me down so I'm not scorching it and overdoing it. Um, probably a lot of that going on early. Um, and uh, But I think the jars help because when you can see it, you know what your activity level is. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, to me it makes things simpler if you've got a visual aid. Um, and I'm not one for temperature gauges and all that. I mean, I – to yeah. me, that's all a crutch. That's all a crutch that you don't really need. Especially if you're learning, you know, in my opinion, if you if you learn to do something, you should learn to do it the older way. Without that, without if you want to know how hot it is, if you want to know how it. hot it is, put your hands on that baby. <laughs> <laughs> It'll tell you. <laughs> Man, that's my first weeded bourbon there. That was the the mash bill on this was a uh, Bloody Butcher red Indian corn, uh, white wheat, and a two-row malted barley. And uh, it's my first attempt at a weeded bourbon. And I, I probably changed the volumes of what my ratio was in the mash bill a little. But overall, I'm pretty well, pretty happy. I like a wheat. <laughs> that's, a, that's no, no. Everybody knows I like me a wheat. So <laughs> for bourbons, I, I kind of prefer the wheats too. Um, but if I'm picking between corn and rye and all malted barley, I'll probably pick rye or all malted barley. Bourbon would probably be, you know, last on my list. Hell yeah. So, um, so I got to where I'm kind of liking the scotches. You know, good 12 year old McAllen or <laughs> something nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of in the flavor profile of where Adam was at. In my opinion, that's where Adam was at. On uh, He was the other contestant on our show. And uh, my opinion, he had the best jar in the first round, but it wasn't cherry bounce. But if you're breaking it down to just the jars of liquor, man, that all malted barley scotch he did was a home run for me, fellas. It was so good. 
I sweet talked him. He gave me his final jar and uh, <laughs> I made him autograph it and sent it home. And I treasured it, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, that was the first thing I made when I got home was a clone of what he did on the show because in the whiskey, in the whiskey flavor, man, it hit me right in the crease. It was, it was too good. Nice. <laughs> so, and I'd never done an all malted barley ferment and, yeah. you know, so he kind of, just when I seen it and then got to taste what he was doing. And I'm like, man, when it comes to whiskey, that's, that kind of hits me. That's, that's what I, that's what I like. So, I mean, he, you know, I learned a lot from him. He was a, uh, he was a good whiskey man. So do you, uh, do you mess around with any uh, cherry bounce anymore? Or is that something you kind of just a one and done situation? Well, um, I've got a, it's a different, I mean, my version of cherry bounce that I made before the show is aged like a whiskey. It looks like this in a jar. It doesn't have any fruit in it. And it ain't, you know, that's what we did on the show because the last stage was make something that you can put in this. Okay. Um, what I see as cherry bounce being would be a same, same mash bill, honey and cherries and water and no additional sugar if you can get away from it and mm -hmm. uh and then once you distill that then yeah let's put it on some wood and put about eight or ten years worth of aging color on it and that's what i see as cherry bounce yeah um i have made that since i've been home it's just man it gets it gets pricey um I got people showing up here. <laughs> it's kind of a jungle here. We've been lucky that the birds are allowing this to happen without uh, stopping it from. I've seen a cat in the background. Everything. You know, I'm all about the animals. So, um, if if they called yeah, you back, two cats and two birds come, here. If they called you back to come compete again, would you? Uh, I lost your audio. If they called you to come back and compete again, would you? Ask it for me, Sean. He can't hear me. Yeah, I missed that question. If uh, if if they called you back to to go back and film again for something, would you do it? Man, that's kind of a tough question. Um, <laughs> I probably would just because. That's why he couldn't hear me. He'll be back. Hey, he'll be back. If you're watching, give us a thumbs up or, or follow us this channel or something. While I'm thinking about it. That's, God that's, damn it. That's a pretty good promo there, Sean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, well, I'm so piece of shit. <laughs> All right, he's back. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Don't leave. Well, right man. as I was getting ready to answer right as I was getting ready to answer your question, I got kicked out again. That happens. Um but yes, I probably would do it. It was a great time. I enjoyed all the people that were there. Um, would I care how it comes out? Maybe, maybe not. Um, like I said, I, I really found out what I wanted to know. <laughs> um, and I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I mean, it would be tough for me to get too much time off work. I mean, I'm grinding out. 84, 90 hour weeks, 
and you know it's about work and trying to get cleaned up here so i can go to the farm um i got a uh, beautiful farm in clay county that i'm working towards you know hiring and being there you know in the long run so uh you know clay county kentucky right yes sir yes sir um my uncle had a farm down there and uh when he passed of cancer last year then uh i'm gonna get the opportunity to to take over hopefully i can continue on with what his dream was for that farm yep how big is it 67 acres so well, a it's a bit. pretty big pretty big piece of ground and uh i spent this spring refurbing a an old eight end tractor and able to get a little seat time down there getting some bush hogging in and um my aunt red she wanted to nickname the tractor charlie which was my uncle's name uh she she said that's exactly the kind of tractor that he always dreamed of having down there. He didn't want a $20,000 Kubota. He wanted a $2,500 old Ford. <laughs> hey, so, if, it, if it works, it works. Man, I tell you, you for a 70 year old tractor, it's a, uh, it's a 1952 eight in Ford. And, uh, I updated a little, I switched to electronic ignition and went from six mm -hmm. volt to 12 volt and uh just kind of wanted to make it mechanically sound so yeah. hopefully it'd give us some years you know on the farm and uh man it runs like a new kubota i'll say that for it. <laughs> you know and, you know they were you know in 1952 it would have been a state-of-the-art piece of equipment but um right. it's uh it's still it's still chugging man i we ground out a whole day of bush hogging on it and it never batted an eye. It just take everything you get, you do and ask and, you know, give you some more. Uh, we've got, uh, one of my uh, case four seventies at work. Yep. Yep. It's a little bit of an older one. I think it's in, from the seventies. I can't remember, but, uh, it's a good running tractor. There he is. All right. Windows decided to uh, update <laughs> and kick me out. My bad. Yeah, yeah, I would blame that too. You know, I, you know what? Oh, I'll, I'll blame high speed DSL here. Hey, you know what? I didn't. Want I'm to, one step away from dial up. So bills. bad that he had to step out a couple times, so I wanted to join him. So <laughs> I did that for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm one step away from dial up here. <laughs> That's totally my dig. My bad, everybody. My bad. <laughs> So, uh, so where's the Phil Billy Moonshine shirt at tonight? Uh, they're all dirty, and I just—it's the weekend, man. I got a day off tomorrow. I wasn't doing shit today. Um, you know, it was Labor Day weekend. We um, yesterday I had Mac and his lady come over watch a Ohio State game, and then we went over and had a cookout with my mom. So I figured I'd wear my uh, my yeast eat sugar and. Pisses alcohol and fart CO2 shirt. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, my bad. I kind of threw a wrench in the middle of the show. Yeah, you it normally happens. do. It happens. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh, hell.
So, so uh, you have uh, yeah. you have any uh, you have any aspirations of opening a distillery? Is that in the future, or are you just like doing Man, it as a I hobby? I really don't think so. As far as opening my own distillery, it's uh, it's wow. Dealing with the man <laughs> is more <laughs> than I want. More than I want to take on. Yeah, um, you know, I, I could see how running a big distillery could take the fun out of it. You know, it's when it when it's a hobby and you really enjoy it. You know, and and to turn it into work, it it could be a double edged mm-hmm. sword to make it to where. You know, take the fun out of it for you, and it's not as fun as it is doing it at home, make yourself a little liquor to drink on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See that. Um, and and do you lose your personality? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know that I could do it. Um, and like I said, I'm almost done working. You know, I'm if when I do it, I want to do it for fun. Um, yeah. You know, I've spent too many years in a steel mill and a paper mill and all these factories and been laying on my back underneath the paper machine at three o'clock in the morning with a welder in my hand for <laughs> no reason at all. Yeah. You know? And um, when I'm done working, I just want to be done working. I want to make liquor because making liquor is fun, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So, and really it's, it'd be, you know, still yet continue. How would you, you know, I don't know how I could settle in on a particular flavor yeah, because and, it's, you know, small batching, small batching is, is something different every go round. Mm-hmm. You know, we may do something radically different and decide, Hey, it's tequila time or Hey, it's whatever, you know? And, uh, yeah, I could see um, how running a distillery would really, uh, tie your hands on your, your creativeness. Not saying you couldn't create, but, you got so much well, time. Well, you'd be limited. I mean, because you gotta you gotta keep the you gotta keep the staples going, and you know, yep. just keeping the staples going could be complicated. You know, um, and hats off to the guys that are doing it. Yes. You know, shout out to Lawrence Pritchard and Flat Rock. I don't know. I mean, he's working more hours than me, and I'm grinding out 84, 86 hour weeks, and. You know, he's an animal. I don't know how he puts in the time he puts in and puts out the liquor that he puts out. He's doing a damn fine job. Doug Taylor, same way. I mean, these guys are grinding it out and spending, you know, time away from their families. And, they're, you know, it's it wouldn't be easy. And uh, so, you know, I bitch about the time I spend in a paper mill. But, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, I'm not carrying 50 pound bags of grain and you know, <laughs> dealing with what those guys are dealing with, you know, yep. moonshining ain't easy fellas. You all know that. Yeah. If it was and, easy, uh, doing it on a big it, scale. Uh, yeah. Right. Doing it any- on a big scale <laughs> with a limited number of people would be an incredibly daunting task. Yeah. Yep. And for anybody that don't know, um, he was talking about Lawrence Pritchard. He's from Ohio. He was also a master distiller and Douglas Taylor is yep. from, Hamilton or Cincinnati? Uh, no, he, Doug's from Cincinnati, down Batavia Cincinnati. Way. He okay, just yep. opened a distillery in Ripley. Yep, yep. And he, yep, he was also on uh, our season two. Uh, he won Peach Brandy. Yeah, Spirit of the South Peach Brandy episode. Yep. Now, sounds like Ohio holding everything down. <laughs> Man, yep. king, of, uh, king of flavors, Doug Taylor is. Hey, Coco. <laughs> Savannah cat, uh, Savannah cat invasion, fellas. Sorry about that. Oh, you're all right. No worries. No worries. <laughs> like I've always said, good liquor comes from Ohio. 
Yeah, Fan I'll, people don't realize that though. I don't I think know. we I don't think we get our dues like we deserve here in Ohio. But you know, yeah. hey, better to be under the radar and be known by who you need to be known by than be big and known by everybody, I guess. So they can talk bad <laughs> yeah. about me all they want. That's right. don't hurt my feelings a bit. I got big shoulders. <laughs> Thick skin, big shoulders. You can say anything you want. I enjoy me a good troll, so <laughs> bring it. Oh yeah. So what's your uh do you have any what's your favorite thing to run? That's what Sean was gonna ask you. What's your favorite well, thing no. to make? <laughs> My favorite yeah. thing to make? Yeah. Um, wow. um I'd say in the last year it's turned into the gin. Um just because I'm not really that experienced with the botanicals and all the spices and it's been a lot of fun branching out. Um, if you would have asked me four or five years ago, if I'm going to put. <laughs> hey, that gin, man, I, I will second that. Like, I, I don't like gin. I talked about it before that, you know, Jim assaulted, uh, gin abused me a couple times. And am I back again? Yes, sir. You're back. Okay. Welcome back. Yeah, the weather's Welcome bad back. here. I don't know if that's messing my cell phone <laughs> signal up or not, but we've been getting some thunderstorms rolling through too. Hell yeah. Can you yeah, hear Jimmy. me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um the sentence I was in the middle of to say if you would have asked me four or five years ago if I would have ever put chamomile flour and uh, hibiscus flour into one of my ferments or into one of my liquors in a gin basket or however you want to get it in there, I would have looked you square in the eye and told you you'd absolutely lost your mind. I ain't putting none of that shit in my liquor. <laughs> <laughs> well, must be storming pretty good on him. So again, okay. we're coming up on 45, 46 minutes. We're getting back in here. Mm-hmm wrap it up you know this, yeah i don't uh, believe chamomile is good for your belly it's so good for alcohol um but yeah i can't believe how good gin was like i've always had it from the store and shit yeah. but i well i guess i can't i couldn't believe how good it was coming over at 180 yeah i couldn't believe how good it was at 182 so you know i was i was really impressed because i don't like gin at all at all since it's good finished. lemonade <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said he was like sweet tea too. Lemonade, so sweet tea too i'm about to try that yes yes um one of the guys uh buddy of mine actually buddy of doug taylor's too Dwayne. he uh said the lemonade was giving him heartburn and he said he wanted to try it with sweet tea and after we got him mixed up i said uh you mind if i try that and it was damn good <laughs> yep keep that one in the pocket like i'm definitely gonna make me one of them so hell yeah so if you have you was there any kind of recipe you haven't had a chance to try yet but you've always wanted to um yeah the uh like we were talking about the spit one okay yeah i want to do and i want to do an all fruit brandy with um yeast from 
our mouths collectively, whoever's helping me match in. Saliva yeast, huh? <laughs> Saliva yeast, yeah. Like, uh, and make it, I, I'm guessing it's going to be a fruit brandy, kind of like a, probably maybe a mango or, you know. Um, something real light that, you know, maybe it'll. Yep. Speaking right, of mango. Something that you're going to have to masticate and chew yep. and then not swallow none of that. It all goes back into the pot. <laughs> one of our, one of our uh, watchers here, Sean McKinney, also from Ohio, he does a lot of mango brandy. Yep. Hell yeah! Yeah, I know what I'm going to be looking at, reading up on tonight. I appreciate you, Tom. I'm going to be reading up on on spits a lot of yeast, uh, and I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad about that at all. Like you know, like, I've seen. Well, a little I mean, bit there's on just there, there are there are primitive. There's primitive cultures scattered yeah. across the planet that mm -hmm. have still figured out a fermentation. Typically, you're going to end up somewhere between eight and ten percent. They don't get real high, um, more like almost like a bread yeast. But That's I've had liquor, bread yeast go. I've had bread yeast go twelve, fourteen percent before. Yeah. Um, now, did, did I just you try Um, typically. Yes, and with the bread yeast, yes, I would. Mm -hmm. um, um, and that could be a variety pack of things. Really, the main thing I think most ferments need that they don't get are like a crushed oyster shell kind of thing. You know, just something pH. that's going to buffer your buffer your pH and help keep it from crashing. Yeah. Because um, most of your moonshine ferments are a lot higher alcohol content than say a typical beer that's going to ferment mm -hmm. to five or seven or eight or 11 or, you know, most people that are fermenting in a moonshine variety is, you know, 14% anyway, you know, but that to me, that's the ceiling. You know, I, I tend to think that it gets really, really harsh once you cross that, cross that threshold and, you know, 13, 14%, you go much beyond that, it's hard to keep it from being lighter fluid. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. it's just a really, you know, because the, the ferment ain't happy. I mean, even though you're using a, a high-tolerant strain of yeast, doesn't mean that it's happy. It may survive it, but don't mean it's happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, so I, what's – go ahead. No, you good, Sean. Uh, I was going to say, so what's the – the smallest still you've ever ran? Five gallon. What's the biggest yeah. still you've ever ran? Um, one hundred and ten. Nice. That's a good size. Yeah, biggest one I have. I mean, biggest one I ever ran on electric was fifty-five. Okay. I did my own custom build of a stainless steel polished man. It was a food grade stainless steel barrel. I feel like it I looked like so much. Yeah, it was polished up pretty, and uh, ugliest thing on it was my welds. <laughs> <laughs> so are it you, didn't leak are you... though. It was ugly, but it didn't leak. Hey man, it don't matter how it looks as long as it's effective. That's right. That's so are you a gas man or are you electric man? Well. That is still up in the air. I, I was, I was a gas man, um, but I am revisiting my opinion on electric. Um, 
I had trouble when I was doing it, keeping my mash from just keeping it from tasting burnt when I used electric with the elements in the mash. Um, I've tasted liquors that I don't taste that in, um, from people that use electric. Um, they they're doing it a little different than I was at the time. Um, but I came up with an idea that I am, I've got a pot here that's got an immersion oil heater in it. Um, when Kevin from Thunder Roads made my last pot, I had him put a three inch copper pipe all the way through it with flanges on both ends where I could put my heating elements inside the three inch pipe. Mm -hmm. Then fill, fill that with oil. So, you know, it doesn't boil. And then the inside would have a solid three inch copper pipe. That would be an oil heater. Like, a lot like one of the radiant heaters that you'd use in your house, one of the little oil heaters, or mm -hmm. um, this one's just kind of on steroids with two 5,500-watt heating elements in it. Nice. So um, we're in the conducting experiment stages at this point. Um, More power. I do have. <laughs> yeah. Getting get time, get get time to actually, yeah, getting time to actually get it all functional and ready to go has been kind of a chore, but you know, they've been beating our guts out at work this year. So yep. shit happens. Yep. The one Kevin's doing for me has that uh, heat tube in it. Yeah, really? You had him put one in? Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. I think it's, I, I think it's going to be an amazing idea. Um, Love that and the idea is to soften the interface. So your elements don't directly touch your mash. The only thing then your mash is going to be, a hot ass copper pipe, which would be no different than hot ass copper under underneath with propane. Yeah. So yeah. Except you know, yeah. if you get any solid settling on the bottom, you don't have to worry about scorching yeah, on the bottom of your pot. So. There you go. Yeah. There you yep. go. Hell yeah. Let's see. So you know, you was you was talking earlier so, about um, the old ways, and you know, I really enjoy going on YouTube and watching these third world countries and how they are making alcohol with nothing like uh one of my favorite yeah, videos, yeah one of my favorite videos to watch is the uh, uganda wargi that make over in uganda it's essentially banana brandy but just to watch how they did it and how they do it and it's like it's man, amazing it's it's yeah. amazing yeah so, um, i bet it does taste I amazing really, too i started it <laughs> and i really enjoyed uh the show booze traveler on the travel channel. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're, I don't yep. know if you're familiar with it. I watch him. Um, he's great. He travels all over. Um, my people were Hungarian and he traveled to Hungary. So that was one of my favorite episodes was awesome. his, uh, traveling, traveling to Budapest and, uh, <laughs> get this cat. Um, and he hooked up with a, uh, group of gypsies. And I'll never, I don't know that I would do it, but they had uh, denatured alcohol, which is camping mm -hmm. fuel, you yeah. know, and they poured it out into a bowl and set it on fire and timed it for like 30 or 40 seconds and then threw a towel over top of it and put the fire out and said, okay, fellas, it's good to go. And they started <laughs> drinking it. <laughs> hey. I mean, we're going to get drunk, it don't matter. 
they were burning the denaturing chemicals were the first most volatile chem most volatile chemicals in it and apparently burns off first and once they burn that off then they're they're down to regular hmm. ethanol and they said it's time to eat, time to get it on i'm gonna have to watch that episode. i mean <laughs> i just i've never seen that happen so i'm i'm kind of i enjoy watching and then i don't know that i'm going to pour out some camping fuel and set it on fire and then go after Man. it but I guess I'm making you get a the video. idea. I mean, I'm it's a, a I'm making a, a video. I'm getting drunk off camping fuel. <laughs> it's an experiment. I got and, somebody else. Uh, yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll probably get banned for some uh, some kind of wackadoodle. Um, you'll offend somebody. Yeah, YouTube don't give a shit, man. They let you put anything on there. So I got I already got me two guinea pigs in mine, and one of them ain't me. So. <laughs> Man, what, what I enjoy about the gin more than anything isn't even the liquor. It's the nose, fellas. Yeah. It's like you got to take a whiff of it. It's the nose that I enjoy as much or more than I do the flavor. It's it's the nose. You know, you know, something with a great nose, every time you put your face in your cup or the jar to take a drink, that's what pleases your palate to begin with is your nose, you know? So mm -hmm. if your nose is pleased... And it your nose knows. knows. Yes. It just guides you on the path, and you know, you know, your palate's headed that way next. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I pick up fried chicken five miles away and follow it. You know, you know, it's going to lead you to where it's at. It knows where the good stuff is. So <laughs> every time. Yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, that uh, that gin you can you can smell that when you mix it in with uh, lemonade or whatever. Man, you just put it's phenomenal. That's. And that's why I don't cut it before and leave it as, you know, if you uh, try to temper it back with water and we're going to try to do it, it loshes like an absinthe. There's just too many oils from the botanicals that are in it. Mm -hmm. And it goes cloudy almost instantly. It loshes, you know, almost like an absinthe. Um, hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, on From a production level, there's no way to really temper it unless you're, you know, so I don't know how you market it because I don't think they're going to let you sell anything at like 186 proof. <laughs> I mean, it you know, the tax the you'd have to pay on that would be a, <laughs> yeah. would be ungodly. But really, that's the best way is you know just I keep I like it at the high proof and then just dose accordingly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You just have at to least... know what you've got a hold of when you go pouring it. You don't want to pour a double shot of that into a glass and think you're going to walk you're away from that. Yeah, we'll go through about that much as to where you're going through about that much. <laughs> Little goes a yeah. long way. Wow. That's right. Well, you know, before we get off here, Sean, won't you tell us about that old Mesa Jar Mafia hat you got on? About that. So this is one. So Rick started that a long time ago. Kind of as kind of a joke because he was building them jar stills. And uh it just kind of took I don't know. It just took off, you know, because the way he was making a you know, mason jar mafia, it was, hey, you know, I got a mason jar here. I ran liquor. You know, this is what it is. It's not what it has become today. There's a few guys that's kind of. Well, anyway, Rick had a falling out with Chris and, you know, the other people and and uh, old Chris and and Dusty Moonshine really took off with it. And uh, this was a hat that 
was sent back to Rick um, with what was left over with all the merchandise and shit. And he was like, fuck that. I don't want that piece of shit. I said, hell, give it to me. I'll wear it. That's a, that's a, that's a $10,000 so, hat you got on there. Is what yeah, kind of like a kick into the face to the right fucking people, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but anyway. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's sideways way to mess with, we give old Rick, give his dad some shit. So, <laughs> it's, all, yeah, it's always well, a good time to give Rick a little. And, and I've seen some videos on uh, TikTok today about, you know, someone talking bad about Mr. Mafia. Well, that's, that, that's since... Dipshit took it over, and he's really ran it into the ground. It was something it's not, that it's not. You know, there, I mean, there's, was, we we talk about there's a real Mason Jar Mafia, and then you got you got these guys that are claiming to be it, and they're just assholes running the name in the dirt, man. And so, the clown you know, show. Yep. When yes. when it comes down to it, man, know no know exactly who you who you're dealing with uh, when it when the time comes, and you know do your homework, and 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 you yep. got an issue. Make sure your issue is with Rusty. who it should be. And, yeah. <laughs> Do what? I said Krusty Dusty and the Clown Show. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, man. So. <laughs> I, I, I still say there's nobody that likes Dusty. There has to nah. be. Nobody. Yeah, I have it, you know, but but even still, we're not going to give him any any time on our show. He can eat a dick. But <laughs> anyways, you know, uh, Tom, I mean, we're, we're grateful grateful for you to yes, come sir. on and give us an hour of your Sunday evening and, you know, uh, bestow some of your knowledge with us and, and oh, tell us I don't know that I did any of that. And, you did more than you, than you think you did. It usually happens. So no, oh, yeah, uh, we, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and listening. Um, next week, it's just going to be me and Sean. It's going to be more of a, um, we're going to interact with the comment section a lot next week. So um, you guys tune in next week at 10 o'clock. And you know we're gonna we're gonna give back to everybody that gives time to come in and watch us and comment, and so we'll read your comment and and talk to you. So if you got something you want to ask us next week, hop in here and and we'll have a good time, man. So um, Tom, like I'll said, have man, to tune. In. I'll have to tune into that just so I can ask <laughs> Sean why he thinks he can get away with wearing dude shoes, and that's okay. <laughs> If you want the, the answer you want to hear, you be sure to ask. <laughs> you be sure to ask. So give me the answer. So, uh, but anyways. Fellas, I, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. This has been my first podcast. It's kind of fun. Awesome. So, but I enjoy sitting around talking liquor. So, I mean, yeah. You know, to sit around and talk whiskey, I, I could do that every day and, you know. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we started this was just so we can um, meet up with people we don't normally get to sit down with, and we can hear their take and and what they love about it and why they do it, and you know, and we can always I'm always picking up stuff like I'm getting off here and I'm gonna go sit on my phone and learn about spit yeast. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it'd be easier if you went the uh, the traditional hungarian way and just mash your fruit up with your feet yeah i got big feet man i will stomp yeah. them uh I'm man I, i've had my i've had my girlfriend in the barrel doing it the traditional way man <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, i'm sure Rita's cussing you out <laughs> oh man she she was cussing me out pretty good that day but you, got, man, you, she's make creeper, do you know for she's always She's always right there with me, man, just watching me, you know, helping me do my thing. So and she time, enjoys yeah. she enjoys the science lesson. You know, she she she's like, 
really that kind of stuff you know so it's fun i you know it's just something you know we enjoy doing it's yep. don't get her to do blackberries so I have purple feet and never do it again for you <laughs> that's probably what you've done that's <laughs> now. no no it was peaches it was peaches uh, yeah, you, you okay. can't ruin them on the first time or you can't get a second workout of them so you play smart, <laughs> but anyways i hope everybody has a good night tom have a good night yeah. um yeah. sean I, I really don't give a shit what kind of night you have uh i still love you <laughs> though man <laughs> everybody have a great night man shine on yep